0: As long as it's audio only.
1: That's good. So Susan,
0: what is your role on campus? So Jaylene, my role on campus is I am the co-curricular coordinator in the Center for Community-Based Learning, um, otherwise known as the CCBL.
1: Uh, How long have you been in this position?
0: That is a kind of a loaded question because I've only been in this job for about 13, 14 months. I started just before the pandemic and my position is brand new to the university. So no one's had this job before me. So I'm basically starting from scratch, working on engaging students in community-based learning and service learning projects.
1: What are some of your major compliments? accomplishments that you've
0: made since being in this position? So um, since joining UNF, um, you know, I've been really uh, limited in what I can do because of the pandemic and moving to a remote environment. Um, But some of the things that I think are going pretty well is we have determined some ways of connecting with students remotely um, by uh, using a first gen blog. So we have students who are first gen and faculty and staff write in and we post those online. And then we also have a podcast, which is what you're listening to right now, of people around UNF and the Jacksonville community. Um, What's great about those two programs is they are student focused and student run. So students make the decisions, they're the ones who choose who to interview. Um, they chose the graphics for the website, all those kinds of things. Um, I'm also pretty proud of the fact that we are now working with some of the organizations that didn't have such a strong relationship before, like the Campus Vote Project, SEEP, um, who you are representing and PERG. And um, we have united those interns into one office and have them working collaboratively on projects. And that's a new initiative for UNF as well. Wow,
1: that's that's a lot. That you've made a lot of accomplishments.
0: <laughs> huh.
1: Well, I, there's a long way to go. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so how has COVID affected your position personally? Well,
0: one of the yeah, you know, one of the biggest challenges is um, I'm a I came from a position where I was really involved on in campus, working with students, um and uh from a different university and i was really looking forward to getting to know the campus community and the students at unf and i had some really big plans that were unfortunately um, sidetracked because of the remote environment and so not only were those the plans for programming um you know diverted but also my opportunity to build those relationships with students i'm the kind of person who walks around the campus and talks to everybody and um, tries to make personal comp contact with students and get to know them one-on-one and I just don't have that opportunity because of the remote environment. Um, It's not like students are going to randomly call me on Zoom and I can't randomly call them on Zoom and so it is much more difficult. You can just bump into somebody and make a relationship with them and I think that's been the biggest challenge going you know and going forward um, getting back on campus even with like the you know social distancing and mask wearing and the limited engagement that we're going to have, that those challenges are going to continue to a um, lesser degree. But I'm still going to try hard to make those contact points. Okay, that's
1: that's a valid. Uh, that's valid. That's 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 very true. It's really hard to talk to my professors and see them. Uh, if I've heard, like we we had a Zoom call today with my professor uh, about all the classes and. Some classes are on Zoom and some teachers don't, they don't even use Canvas. I don't, it was insane for me to hear this, but this girl said that her class, her professor sends her emails about her assignments and then they'll do a Zoom call and then they'll submit their assignment on email. They won't use Canvas, so she has no idea what her grade is. She has no insight about who this person is. It's just straightforward emailing. That's, I, it's kind of sad how that, that even is, I I didn't even think that would be possible.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's difficult to imagine um, how uh, students are coping, um, since engagement in a campus community is so important for success, and is is even using the best possible tools that we have available to us, it's difficult to make those connections. So, I mean, I'm looking forward in in the fall to making a positive impact, to try to meet as many students as I can and help them transition to the university and feel at home at UNF. That's great. Um, What
1: is... an agreed way to encourage and reassure college students that their vote is meaningful. How do you make students like encouraged and feel like that that they're what they're doing is important?
0: That's a great question too, because um, you know sometimes it can seem like you know, especially when you're super passionately involved in a campaign, um, whether it be to support or oppose a bill that's going through the House at the local level, the federal level, um, that you work and work and work and work and work and then the outcome is still um opposite of what you hoped it would be and so it's it's easy to get discouraged um and so we can certainly you know quote statistics to students that oh you know sometimes a local election it may be changed literally by one vote we've had recent local elections that were won by as few as 17 votes in some of the counties that surround unf so i try to share that information with them but then also um Whenever we do um, in community engaged work about voting in particular, um, I like to pair it with something that students can see makes an immediate impact. You know, So some sort of educational experience or service project so that a student can feel good about what they've accomplished or the change that they've made while they're working for a larger or broader change. So it's um, combines kind of the practical with the theoretical. They can see mm-hmm. something happening right now and then they're working toward a bigger problem if that makes okay. sense
1: yeah that's that's a good way to encourage people that's not really how I work but that's that would make sense to make me be more influenced and momentum to do things
0: um well it's a little psychology you know it's a little um it, it's just like a like when you, do you ever take a test and you answer the questions you know first and then go back and look at the ones that you don't know Mm-hmm. So that it's kind of the same principle. You feel <clears throat> some confidence. Um, it's, it's, it's boosting your ego a little bit to see an immediate impact. And it gives you the energy to keep working toward a broader impact.
1: I wouldn't think about that
0: on a huge project. But that's, that's smart. smart.
1: Um, how, so how can I spread the word about my virtual events?
0: Like my Zoom. So, uh, yeah, that's a um, that's a really important thing to do is to try to get some grassroots things going on you know like behind the scenes to support your own events Um, I've what I found to be very helpful is to use social media Um, I'm not any social media expert and so I have certainly relied upon my student and workers in the CCBL and other students that I know to um, support me and give me ideas um, and even create the graphics but um, I've been surprised at the level of engagement I found using Instagram in particular Mm -hmm. Um, it seems that older people tend to want to with Facebook but young people prefer that Instagram and Snapchat so um, Instagram has a lot of great tools um, to promote events and to even host events and I've gone to some student hosted events on Instagram and I've actually hosted one myself and the impact the turnout was much greater than if I just did a straight zoom call or some kind of Facebook event so um, uh, one thing that I like to do is capitalize on students I know and incentivize their attendance. Like, you know, please come to this and here's the benefit and then share with your friends. And if I encourage them to share while the event is going on sometimes you get some drop in traffic, you mm-hmm. know and then maybe people miss the first few minutes but that's okay because then they become engaged throughout the rest of your presentation. So that's the way, that's really the method I've been using. Certainly I do reach out to professors and other staff members on campus, advisors in particular, um, but student word of mouth to me is the most powerful way. Yeah,
1: okay. that's, that's good. Um, how do I keep the students engaged when I'm giving them my information? I found that really hard. They just, they'll, like I was doing my PowerPoint and then they just, start talking about something else. I'm like,
0: no, we were talking about this. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna give you um, an answer for that question based upon my experience to being a classroom um, professor. I taught English for a long time, like 30 years. And so one of the best ways to keep your students engaged particularly in the remote environment, but hopefully we won't have to do that so much anymore, but even going forward um, in a live environment is to perhaps present um, information in smaller chunks and then um, intersperse it with some kind of activity. So like, you know, it's very difficult for students to listen to something for an hour or even half hour um, without losing attention. So what I do is give them a piece of information, maybe present a few ideas and then get their feedback on that or get them to engage in a reflection on that or to do a padlet or post something in the chat so that they're constantly thinking about the information Mm -hmm. then Give them a little more information, and then ask them to make a connection between what you've already presented and the new information, and, and then maybe reflect on that, or put them in uh, with a partner and do a you know real quick speed dating kind of thing. Um, but just presenting often doesn't work. Students zone out. They've been at Zoom all day. They're not interested. You have to like keep them engaged by um, keeping their activity level high.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So that's my best advice.
1: Yeah, that's great. You know, that's is to great. plan
0: chunks with activities in the middle
1: okay um what do you do in your events to keep students engaged so like like your, like when you're doing your own event whatever it is it doesn't have to be what you're like doing just like I don't know hosting a party what do you do
0: Uh,
1: what (laughs) to do what I'm sorry like like if you're hosting a party if you have guests over like
0: how do you keep people engaged to want to come back um, well, for one thing, I change just as I said about my class, is I, I try to change the activity and keep things moving you know, if there's too much sitting around then people are bored, right? So um, if you're like, I mean, I want to talk about like hosting, entertaining at home, you you know, there's all kinds of tricks you can do. You put food in one place and drinks in a different place and music in a third place. So people are moving around in between those places. Um, So in a live event, you kind of want to do that same sort of thing, set up stations, keep people moving from thing to thing so that they're constantly entertained. Um, if you think about campus events like going forward, you um, most events, you want students to, move through and engage but not stay there for hours and hours and hours mm-hmm. and so if you have stations for them things to do divided up into t- either time periods or area physical areas they'll move through everything stay engaged for a while and then move on to let a new group of students come in um, so you don't lose control of the crowd um, that's the strategy that I have used in the remote environment um, I think I talked a little bit already about um, changing activities mm-hmm. um, but I think the constant variety of of attention so um you know sometimes I might talk for a minute do an activity then maybe I'll show a video do another activity then maybe we'll talk some more as a group or do reflection so it's always changing by keeping focused on the same topic
1: yeah um last question what are the primary topics do you think I should cover in my event?
0: Well, you know, as a SEEP person, and for those who are listening and don't know what that is, this Campus uh, Election Engagement Project, um, I think it's it's not just important to get students to get out and vote, but it's also important, I think, to get students to visualize the possibilities of being in office themselves, running for office, taking an active role in legislation or lobbying. And um, certainly with SEEP and UNF in general, we cannot provide... Um, partisan direction, right? We have to just provide the nonpartisan support for those activities. Um, but one, th- I think it would be, it, it's, I think, beneficial for students to recognize the role they play in their civic life. Um, and it, voting is, is, is active, but it's pretty passive. You know, you just vote and then that's that, right? Um, mm-hmm. When students can really be in so many positions that actually drive policy, and it, that can be from anything like letter writing to actually running for office themselves. And um, I, I think that as a person who's engaged in um, a campus world project like this one, it's more than just say, talking about voting. It's also talking about the big and broader picture of engagement. Um, And that's what I would focus on, especially since we're not in a, what they call a major election year, right? This is not congressional election time. It's not presidential election time. So students can sort of lose interest. So this is a good time to say, well, this is how you can affect um, some of the things that are happening in Congress that are happening in the state house, um, which affect students directly. There's actually legislation right now um, that was passed today. and I'm not going to get into a partisan issue, but um, that affected college students directly affected college students. And those are the kinds of things that they can get involved with um, in a non-election year. Okay.
1: Those are all my questions. <laughs> Great.
0: Well, thank you. It's nice to um, talk to you and uh, feel free to contact me anytime. And I'm at um, the Center for Career Center Center for Community Based Learning. And my email is s.trudeau at uh, unf.edu.